Hey everybody, this is Christian Mendoza, co-host over at the Breathe Podcast, and today I wanted to do my bonus episode uh, on how to look at a painting. Um, upon first glance, when you kind of look at a painting, it's like, uh, well, what does it make you feel? What does this image look like to you? What's the emotion or the message do you think that the artist is trying to convey? Uh, one of the most important aspects of, of, of looking at this painting when you first see it is absorb the color and the composition because these colors actually look a certain way and they make you feel uh, certain emotions. Uh, colors such as blue, which is calming. You know, you have green, which is soothing. Then you also have purple, which promotes spirituality and deep thought. I mean, you have yellow, which is energizing. You have red, which promotes anger and frustration. Pink actually reduces anger and promotes joy. And here's a weird one was orange actually increases the oxygen levels in your brain and stimulates your mind, which was something that I was actually kind of shocked when I first learned about it. So, you know, when you kind of go ahead and you look at this image and you kind of look at the look at the composition, you know, look at the layout, the color, and just, you know, with the composition, it's how is it arranged? Is this image, is it busy? Is it open? Is it calming? Is it frantic? I mean, what is the positioning of the main subjects and what is that main subject and how does that make you feel as well? Uh, before we kind of get on, maybe we'll go on to some key as aspects of composition, which you'd probably need to know in order to fully understand like an, uh, the artist's point on what they're trying to get with their image. So the key aspects of composition are unity and balance. I mean, does, it, does, does that image fit together or is it disjointed? Uh, Sometimes people try to, t to make a calm, a very calming, peaceful image. And sometimes people want it frantic and, 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 and crazy. And it's all based on what emotions you're trying to display. Uh, another aspect of composition is movement and rhythm, which is something that most people, they're like, hey, it's a painting. It's still like, it doesn't move. But oh, it, actually, it kind of does. I mean, in photography, you have things like sight lines uh, and in in architecture you have this thing called perspective or a vanishing point and what those are are it directs directs the viewer's eyes on where to look uh imagine star wars you know it was just may 4th the other day you know the whole hyperspace and the millennium falcon and so when they go to hyperspace you know the stars are all spread out at first you know because they're closer to you but then as you go into hyperspace everything just turns and vanishes into this one little white dot and that's kind of the same uh, the same idea when it comes to perspective. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, railroad tracks. If you stand on a set of railroad tracks, you know, up close, you know, right in front of you, you look straight down to the ground, it looks super wide. But then if you look all the way out into the horizon, those train packs disappear. And so that's actually the artist's intention. That's where they want your eyes to go. And what's kind of cool is, is that there, it, it also makes a rhythm. You know, are there are there repeating shapes and colors within this image that you know you kind of tend to see, or certain textures, or certain themes, and and another thing too is contrast. Uh, a big difference, the difference between the darkness and light, the lightest portion of a painting. Uh, it's based on a on a principle called values, which is it's the darkness and the light within its own color. You know, so what you do is you assign white as number one and nine is the darkest shade within that color. And that's actually the most important part of the painting 
right there. That's what gives you the dimension. That's what gives you that 3D effect. That's what gives you the shading as well. Uh, and another thing is proportion. Um, you know, like do the objects fit in relation to each other based on the distance of the reference? Because what's kind of crazy is when you go to draw, your eyes know or your brain already knows if it's off. Like if one of those little angles is wrong, if, you know, uh, you have something in the back, you know, in the background, let's say a sheep or something like that. And that sheep is bigger in the background than it is in the foreground, you know, the, 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 the area closer to you. Well, you got it proportionally off. And your, your brain kind of tells you that. And that's probably one of the things that most artists need to get over is to just get over those mistakes, learn from it. Don't allow that to paralyze you and stop you from drawing or painting. But, you know, kind of have it, you know, kind of give you a little flag. Go, hey, you might need to work on this if, if you want to get a little better. And I mean, these are all little things that I've been picking up on um, throughout the course of my drawing and my artistic journey. And yeah, I've been basically being able to build up from there. Um, but here's the cool part is like now that now that, you know, we we we've looked at the painting, you know, we've gotten our general emotion. Like, what's this artist trying to say with the colors as well? Now it's time to look at the time period. Like, where did this artist where is this artist from? What time? What year? What country? And you have to put it in historical perspective based on you know, what, what, what was the artist's attitude? Uh, you know, like Picasso did Guernica, you know, he was a Spanish civil war. He saw all these dead bodies everywhere and Spanish inquisition. And he ended up painting that. And that was his viewpoint. And one of the cool things is as an artist, I believe that we're mirror images for society and it's how do we interpret the world that we live in and we share it with others. And that's kind of like the artists I'd say, it's kind of their obligation or their or their duty uh, to the rest of society. But if you're a visual artist, this is where you actually take the deep dive. You know, this is where it really begins because you do this too, just like the other person that just like the person that's in the book or in the wall or on the wall, you know, but what style are they painting in? You know, is it, you know, you have the spectrum from hyper realist, which actually literally looks like the real thing, or you could have something abstract, which could literally be one color or two colors. And so you have that spectrum of where it, it becomes an emotional interpretation of what you want to do. Uh, a lot of it has to do with abstract people tend to be a little more airy. Uh, realist people tend to be a little more logical, more scientific approach. And uh, as you examine these paintings too, what you want to do is... Uh, Look at the techniques that this artist is using. You know, are these the same techniques that you use? Or are they bringing in different techniques and styles that you've never even seen before? And, and if they do use the same technique that you do, like, how does it compare to the way you use it? And, and also, too, you have to compare and contrast. It's like, how does it differ, you know, from the way you use it? And did they actually teach you something? Did that artist show you something where you're just like, you just look at it, you're just blown away to the point where you're like, hey, I don't know how this guy did this or I don't know how this lady did this. And that's the, that's the measure of true great works of art. When you just look at it, and you're just like, I can't believe you made this. This is that awesome. And that's where the divinity within art comes out. You know, it's, it's being an artist, you're almost, if you're doing it in a responsible way, you're a conduit, you know, through the divine, 
and you're sending a mirror image uh, message of society to society for society. And that's like one of the best things about art that I love. And, you know, it's, and it's also too, I mean, when you look at it, it's like, what did you like or what didn't you like about the painting? Because not all paintings are great. Some of them are famous, like, uh, let's say, say Basquiat, for example. Like you look at that and you're like, man, like a five-year-old painted that. And, but hey, he's world renowned. Uh, he, he, he teamed up with Andy Warhol and dude ended up becoming like an icon of the eighties in modern art, you know, the whole New York scene. And, uh, it's to the point where he's still not forgotten up to this day. Um, so another thing too, is that these are all kind of things that help you determine how to look at a painting and how to decipher if it's good or not. I mean, don't worry about what everybody else is saying, if it's good or if it's bad, because everybody interprets emotions in a different manner. Um, it's like the whole impressionist movement. It's realizing that certain instances, there's going to be very many different viewpoints and very different emotional uh, responses based on the image that you have, that you put up there for them or that somebody else has put up there or for you to interpret. And so that's the beauty. I mean, nothing simple, nothing crazy. I mean, don't, or don't, don't try to get too in depth, but just give it the general overall look like, Hey, what's this artist trying to say? Are they conveying their message? Good is, are they implying techniques that you've never seen before or, or employing techniques that you use yourself? And so with that, yeah, that's just how you look at a painting and that's how you kind of interpret things. And I'll be looking forward to my next bonus episode where I'll, I'll actually be starting to to take a dive into what my paintings actually mean and what they are. Um, and the next one, in the next episode, we'll be talking about the topic of reflection and how I was able to use soul retrieval, like what Cecilia had talked about earlier. And I was actually able to change my brain chemistry and my thoughts on what reflection are. And in the next episode, you'll be like, what? Reflection is actually a good thing. I go, well, in my case, when I went to that facility in the Philippines, reflection is something totally different from what most people think. And it's kind of me being able to heal through this experience, being able to be on this podcast is what makes it so much better. Because when I, when I start talking about this, you're going to understand exactly why uh, I had a hard time opening up. Yeah, but thanks. And yeah, we'll be looking at reflection and that's how you look at a painting. Uh, once again, I'm Christian Mendoza, co-host over at the Breathe Podcast. And yeah, thanks. Thanks.